Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. So as you saw in the title, um, this podcast is going to be about the blood of Jesus, because what else is there to talk about? Um, The blood of Jesus is literally the foundation for our relationship with God. You know, it's not about our performance. It's not about how good we are. It's not about what we can do for God, but it's our foundation for having a relationship, for having an intimate intimate relationship with God Almighty. The foundation is the blood of his son, Jesus, that has made a way for us where there was no way. The Bible says that we who were once very far off have been brought near to God by the blood of Jesus, the blood that never runs dry, the blood that never loses its power, the blood that's just as fresh today as it was 2000 years ago. And so it's so important that we stay conscious of the power of the blood of Jesus It's that blood that gives you the right to live in victory. It's that blood that gives you the right to walk in fellowship with God. It's that blood that gives you the right to be blessed, to be empowered, to prosper. And so I want to give you three points about the blood of Jesus. And so the first point that I have here is the blood of Jesus has secured for us an eternal redemption. The blood of Jesus has secured for us an eternal, eternal, eternal redemption. Eternal means that it never ends. It can never be broken. It can never be taken away from us. This redemption that we have is absolutely secure and it is absolutely eternal. That's a revelation right there. But I want to read the scripture in Deuteronomy 28. If you know this chapter, the it spells out the blessing and the curse. And so the curse is in verses 15 through 68. And at the very end of the curse, this is what it says. It says, there you shall be sold to your enemies as bond men and bond woman, but no man shall buy you. And so this is, this is talking about how when we were under the curse, basically Adam sold us out to Satan when he sinned in the garden, because the Bible says that whoever you obey becomes your master. So we were sold out. You got to understand before you were born again, You weren't just, oh, living life for yourself. No, you were in bondage to Satan. You were in bondage to the God of this world. We had been sold out. We were slaves of the enemy. And the Bible says in the curse, it says, no man shall buy you. But thank God that God himself stepped into time, took on human flesh and came himself to buy us back from the grip of the enemy. We were lost and without hope in total depravity until God himself came to buy us back. He came to buy us back and it wasn't cheap. The the price that he paid was his very own life, his very own blood being poured out. The blood of God Almighty. The blood of God Almighty was shed so that we could be purchased back from the the bondage of Satan. And so I want to read this scripture. This is, this scripture is amazing. First Peter 1, 18 through 19, Peter says, he's explaining to them. He says, you must know that you were redeemed or ransomed from the fruitless way of living inherited by tradition from your forefathers, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but you were purchased with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So Peter is explaining to them, you have been purchased 
There has been a ransom that was paid for your freedom and it wasn't paid with something like silver or gold because he says here that those things are corruptible. Things like silver or gold are corruptible. Those things are not eternal. Those things will pass away. But the ransom or the amount, the payment that has been given for our freedom is the blood of the spotless lamb of God, a blood that is incorruptible. It never diminishes in value. It never loses its power. You know, even the blood of humans, if you give blood, it only has a certain amount of time that it's good for, right? Because the Bible says the life of thing is in the blood and man is mortal. Man is mortal. So the blood, the blood of man is, is not eternal, but understand that the blood of Jesus was mingled with God's DNA. God is an eternal spirit. So understand that the blood of Jesus, the life of the thing that's in the blood of Jesus, the life that's in the blood of Jesus is an eternal life. It's an immortal life. So understand that the blood of Jesus, its power can never diminish. It can never decrease. The power, it, it's it's in corruptible. The blood of Jesus is an eternal substance that's flowing with the life of God from eternity to eternity. And it never changes, never loses its value. What does that mean? That means that we have obtained an eternal and secure redemption. My redemption, my freedom from the curse can never be brought into question because the payment that was made is incorruptible. The payment that was made for my freedom is the blood of Jesus and it can never be corrupted. It never diminishes. It never loses its power. It's completely untainted, unstained because it's the perfect. It's from the perfect lamb of God. The Bible says that he's without spot, without blemish. My payment, the payment that was made for my freedom is absolutely perfect through and through. It's absolutely eternal. That means that I have redemption eternally through his blood. That means I'm not trying to give free. I'm not trying to get delivered. I have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and I've been translated into the kingdom of his beloved son. You're not trying to get free. You're not trying to get healed. You're not trying to get a breakthrough. You have an eternal redemption through the blood of Jesus. You have freedom. You have deliverance. We have healing. We have power. We have everything that redemption has given to us. Why? Because we have the blood. If you have the blood, you have redemption and everything that comes along with that. So that's the first one. The blood of Jesus has secured for us an eternal redemption. The second thing, this is amazing. The blood of Jesus has purged our conscience. The blood of Jesus has purged our conscience. And so I'm going to kind of explain that here. So I'm reading out of Hebrews chapter nine. I encourage you to go study this chapter on the blood of Jesus. It's, it is when this becomes a revelation to you, I'm telling you, this will change your life, guilt, shame, sin, consciousness, um, the, the inferiority complex, all of that will be burned out of you when you have a revelation of the power of this blood. And so it talks about in Hebrews chapter nine, it talks about the heavenly tabernacle or the heavenly temple. And so if you didn't know this, I'll just add this in right here. 
The temple is also a picture of the human body, soul, spirit. So it's a three part, you know, our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So your body is like the outer court. Your soulish realm is like the holy place and your spirit is like the holy of holies. And so it's similar to the heavenly temple. There was an outer court. There was a holy place. And then there was the holy of holies where the ark of the covenant was in the holy of holies. That was where the glory of God was. That's where the presence of God was in the holy of holies. And so that's likened unto our spirit man. That's where... That's where the Holy Spirit resides in our spirit man. And so it says in Hebrews 9, 9, it says, seeing that the the outer portion of the tabernacle was a parable of the present age in it, gifts and sacrifices are offered, yet they're incapable of perfecting the conscience or cleansing the inner man. So what he's saying is there were sacrifices made in the outer portion of the tabernacle, and these sacrifices were incapable of cleansing the inner man right? He's talking about the Old Testament. It says that the ceremonies in the Old Testament, the blood of bulls and goats, it says that they were for external rules and regulations for the body, for the body. So it was an outward cleansing. The blood of bulls and goats in the Old Testament, it talks about an outward cleansing. Okay. But it says in verse 11, but the appointed time came that Christ, the Messiah has appeared as a high priest of better things that have come better things that have come. Verse 12 says, he went once and for all into the holy of holies of heaven, not by virtue of the blood of bulls and goats, but with his very own blood, having obtained and secured for us a complete redemption. If the sprinkling with the blood of bulls and goats was sufficient to purify the body or the outward cleansing. So the blood of bulls and goats provided an outward cleansing for the people. Verse 14, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ, shall the blood of Christ purify our consciences from dead works and from the lifeless observances to serve the ever living God. So what he's talking about here is in the old, the blood of bulls and goats only provided purification for the outer man. So the inner man, they still were constantly being reminded of their guilt. They were constantly reminded of their sin, of their shortcomings. But now because of the blood of Jesus that has been brought forever into the holy of holies in heaven, it's been brought into the inner core of heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus brought his very own blood into the holy of holies of heaven. And now because of that, that blood can purge your conscience. It can wash away the deepest stains on your inner man. Every guilt, every shame, every memory that you have from your past can be purged and flushed out by the blood of Jesus. This blood is not only to clean us up on the outside, but it's to give us a new spirit. It's to renew the man on the inside. That means all those thoughts that haunt you from your past can be absolutely obliterated and wiped completely clean by the blood of Jesus. Every stain that has come to your, to your conscience, to your, to your inner man, every Everything that's happened maybe in your past that's, that's traumatized you, that's broken your heart, that's caused deep pain in, in your, in, on the inside. It's, it's, it's almost seared your conscience. There is the blood of Christ can touch 
and cleanse the deepest parts of our inner man and wipe away the stain of sin, the stain of our mistakes, the stain of that old life when we were in bondage to Satan. I'm telling you, by the power of the blood of Jesus, you can think back to your past and you'll literally feel like it was someone else. You'll literally feel like there's no way that was me. It will feel like it was a different person. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus, our spirit has been made completely new. This blood will purge your conscience. All those thoughts, those crippling thoughts of the fear of death, the fear of of whatever that used to cripple you can be absolutely purged and flushed out by the blood of Jesus. This blood, hallelujah, this blood touches the very deepest parts of who you are. This blood reaches to the, the, the deepest depths of human depravity. This blood blood reaches down. This blood reaches down and will cleanse you and set you free. By the blood of Jesus, you can be more free than you even dreamt possible. And so that's the second one. The blood of Jesus will purge your conscience. And so this is the last one. The blood of Jesus has brought us near to God. The blood of Jesus has brought us near to God. Get rid of the mentality that when you make a mistake, God is far off or God is far away. God is not hearing my prayers. I did X, Y, Z. I'm trying to get close to God. I just need to try to get closer to God. No, the Bible says that we were once far off. And you you know, I think people know this in their head, but this revelation really has to drop into your spirit. And, and I, I even suggest speaking it out loud. When you feel like, oh, I'm in the flesh. I just feel like God's a million miles away. I'm just doing this. I'm so caught up with this. Instead of saying, Lord, I just need you to come near. You say, thank you, Lord. I've been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're not far off. I'm actually so near to you. I've been brought near by the blood of Jesus. And understand that no matter what you have going on in your life, no matter if you've made a mistake, no matter if whatever, you can boldly come before the presence of God because it has nothing to do with your performance and how good you've been this week. You come before God with a confidence based on the blood of his son, Jesus, that never, ever changes. And so I want to read this scripture in Genesis 4. Genesis chapter 4, it's, it talks about Cain and Abel. And it says in verse 3 that Cain brought the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Okay, but it says Abel, but Abel brought the firstborn of his flock. And it says that the Lord had respect for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So what what this is basically talking about, Cain came before God, bringing the fruit of his own efforts, the fruit of the ground. Cain, Cain had toiled in his own effort, his own human whatever, and brought to God almost the fruit of his deeds. So that would be equivalent to us coming before God and being like, Lord, I thank you that because I'm a tither, because I'm a soul winner, because I've been to church every, every Sunday this year, I thank you that because of that, you're going to bless me. 
God is not pleased with that kind of offering. That is not the way into the presence of God. You don't come into the presence of God boasting in what you've done for the Lord. But we come like Abel came and God God honored Abel's offering. Why? Because he didn't bring the fruit of the ground. He didn't bring what he had toiled for. He didn't bring his deeds before the Lord. He brought the firstborn of his flock. So when you come into the presence of God, when you come to God in prayer, when you ask God for something, you don't come presenting presenting all that you are and all that you've done. You come presenting the firstborn of the flock. You come presenting Jesus Christ, the precious spotless lamb of God. You come presenting the blood of Jesus that is purchased for you away into the holy of holies. You come by the blood. You don't come, you know, because of whatever you've done. And you know, I used to do that. I used to honestly, you know, especially just to add this in here, the thing about tithing You don't tithe to get blessed. The Bible says that Melchizedek blessed Abraham and then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything that he had. So I tithe because God has already blessed me. Hallelujah. Everything I do is a response to what God has already done for me. Everything that I do for the Lord is in response to the blood that has been shed, the blood that has broken every curse from off of my life, the blood that's brought me into the blessing of God, the blood that's brought me in to the holy of holies. Everything that I do is out of a place of response and worship for what God has already done for me. And so that's why it's so important. When you come before the presence of God, you be conscious of the fact that you have been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says that that blood is speaking a better word over you. No matter if people have said that you're not good enough, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be able to get free from whatever. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word over you. The blood of Jesus speaks that you are free, that you are blessed, that you are healed, that you're an overcomer, that you are victorious. And so that's why it's so important that we stay conscious of the blood of Jesus. Tune your ear to what the blood of Jesus is speaking over you. The blood of Jesus is speaking that you've been delivered, that you have an eternal redemption, that you've been brought near to God by the blood, that your conscience is being cleansed and purged. And as you tune your ear to the blood of Jesus and what the blood is speaking over you, that will build your faith and that you will expect nothing but the goodness of God, but the blessing of God in your life in Jesus mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.